BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to the What We Said podcast, you guys. It's Friday. Happy Friday. I hope you had a great week and I hope that you're gearing up for the best weekend. Oh my gosh, everything is falling. Best weekend of your life. iPad just went tumbling. Literally. I'm trying to figure out the best way to hold my iPad. That's the one downfall of having the big iPad. It's like, I please (laughs) just rich people things. That's the hardest part of my life. You know that I have like the pro iPad. It's too big for my hand. No, but really. Why is, what about the case thing you have for it? Well, it's hard when I don't have like a table or something to balance that on my knee. It Mm. just wobbles and falls. Is this supposed oh, to be my upside is so down? Hard. Is it upside down? Yeah. I mean, it flips. Okay. <laughs> it knows it's upside down. But this works. Happy weekend, guys. <laughs> it's time for an advice column. You know the drill. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Every last Friday of the month, we do a little advice column where mm-hmm. we give you advice. You guys write in your situations and we tell you what we would do or exactly. our best take on it. Also, this week or sorry, this month, we had a bonus bonus episode. So we had an extra episode that went up last Friday that you guys might have not been expecting. And it was a really good one all about like fitness and stuff. If you're in need of some motivation. It was so fun. It was really fun. We decided to spoil you guys spoil you guys this month and give you an extra episode because we know you want it. We do know you, you want to, Fanta. Do you know what I've had the thought? So if I if I have a random thought I want to talk about in the podcast, I write it down in my notes. Otherwise it will be gone forever. And I just looked at my notes and My thought of the week is, and maybe I have changed. Maybe I used to be like this. I honestly don't remember because I have, I don't have a great memory, but I am not a target girly. I was realizing I am not like people. That's a very uh, common thing is when you go to target, it's like target tells you what you need. You walk out of there and you spend so much more money than you were planning on. And then I did a TikTok of me getting deodorant at target and people were like, I cannot believe you actually just got the deodorant and left. <laughs> They're yeah. like, you're kidding. And I was reflecting on that because I got a lot of those comments. And I was thinking like, Target is not my, that is like some people's safe space. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not their, it's not your trinket store. No, but I don't some know what it is. Some people have different trinket stores. I don't know what mine would be though. I'm trying to think. Like, like where do store? you buy things? You're like, why did I do that? Probably skims online. Yeah, online shopping. I don't think there's a single store that I go in where I'm just like, I can't help myself and I love being in there. Like, to be honest, I don't love being in Target. That's not a fun 
place place for me to that's not something I want to do like when that's on my list I'm kind of like yeah I have to go to Target and stock up on stuff that's not somewhere I want to be I don't know yeah it's not my safe space in there no I love a grocery store but I don't I don't love Target necessarily maybe because well I guess you are into like beauty and makeup and stuff I feel like Target just has everything so it's like you can get groceries you can get makeup you can get clothes you can get socks you can get home decor yes and everything under the sun the irony is that I've probably literally a year ago in a vlog been like went to Target and been like, <laughs> oops, I spent too much. You know how Target is. Like maybe yeah. I used to be like that. I don't know. But recently that is not a well, part of my personality. Honestly, anymore. our Target is not that, that great or that big. I feel like it's fun when you go to a store. Actually, no, that that's worse. When you go to a, what store did we go to in Utah? We were like, this is giving me the worst vibes this no, is giving me like capitalist yes just overconsumption no, no, vibes no. there is nothing worse than a big grocery store <laughs> yeah. i am terrified by it i love a little boutique grocery store that has random you know like kimchi from local farmers or something like that that's where i'm like okay i want to get this kimchi i want to get these eggs i want to get this i feel obscure, comfortable there. yeah herb that i thought i that i didn't even know existed until right now yeah, I'm not looking to go into are these we pick huge. I think we are pick me's. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, I just don't like Target. I don't like Target. I like somewhere I can go get. I like a local green farm. juice and local organic fruits and vegetables. No, I was just thinking. I wonder if I have some girlies out there who can relate to you know not being a Target girl. Maybe people are moving away from Target now. Maybe that was just the trend, and now it's like, eh. Yeah, maybe. I see a lot of content about it though. Hmm. Just about loving Target. And maybe if that's like your... Your alone time? Yeah, your alone time. Like if you have kids and you're busy and you're like, I need to run to Target. And that's... You can get like Starbucks because there's usually Starbucks in Target. I get that. I understand that sentiment. You know, stay tuned. Maybe when I have kids, I'll be like, let's go to freaking Target. I love them all. I love them all. You do love them all. I'm always at the mall. (laughs) Like catch me at the mall for no reason either. Just if I want to go out and about... Because you can walk, especially when Case will just sit in his stroller and I can just walk him around. I can go into these stores, just like window shop, maybe get a thing or two, you know. I love that. Yeah. Malls can be fun. I don't a go mall to the is mall my target. very often though. But sometimes I get in the mood. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get a hankering for the mall and I got to go. Honestly, I don't love going with a ton of pe- like with pe- That's my alone time with Case mm. or by myself. I don't like to go with other people because I feel pressure. I start sweating. I start like stress sweating. Please. No, I agree. I'm actually done shopping and thrifting and doing anything with anyone else ever. Yeah. The only thing I will do is eat with Mm -hmm. people. I don't mind thrifting with people if it's for the fun of it, but not for. If I have something, my eyes on the prize. But but not when you. (laughs) But not just like to the flea market. It's like, we're just like for, for the event of it. Not when you're looking like I'm on a mission. I'm going to get a ton of thrifting stuff. No, I agree. I mean, I went to the flea market alone this past week and it was fun. It was great. But I do have more fun when I'm with other people Mm -hmm. for sure. But a Salvation Army or a Goodwill alone. Alone or with Leif because he's not my competition. Yes, exactly. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) We were just joking at the beach. Like when you go with other people and they get that jacket that you wanted. And you're just like, I'm so happy for you <laughs> that you found that. And you're just like, if I went down that aisle, I would have got that jacket well, first. Because you know if there's like five girls who have the same style going thrifting, like we know we're hunting It's like for Black the same Friday. Things. Oh, 100%. You know, it's funny when we go with our friends, we all separate though. Mm-hmm. We don't, like there's no point no. in going side by side. 
then it's worse. That's worse. You got to just. It's like, what's this? Wait, I yeah. saw it first. Both of you reaching for it. <laughs> no, it's fine. You can have it. No, honestly, we have such healthy boundaries. Love that for us. <laughs> I was just thinking of us coming home from Solvang and literally didn't see you guys for like an hour when we went to when the we were thrift thrifting. stores. Yeah. Yeah. True. So fun. I was going to say, I sound good this week. I sound like loud. My voice is crisp as the autumn air. <laughs> it's uh, spring. Um, yeah, true. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, have I don't like, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think, I wouldn't describe spring air as crisp. No, I would describe it as hazy, honey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My allergies have been out of this world. My mom called me the other day. She's like, have you been crying? I'm like, no, I just went on a walk outside in nature. And my eyes are itching me so bad. My eyes have been so swollen. Um, this girl commented, I may have already said this on the podcast, I can't remember. She's like, you need to ease up on the lip filler. I'm like, girly, I haven't gotten lip filler in like three years. It's my allergies. Yeah. I have a cold. Mm-hmm. Actually, I didn't have a cold, but I was just swollen. I feel like every morning I wake up, I'm swollen from allergies. Mm-hmm. Puffy. Mm-hmm. Gotta have that, that ice roller. Yep. Unlock. Nick was out of town this week. He went on a birthday trip. Him and his friends have birth- their 30th birthdays close. So they kind of all went on a combined trip. And he doesn't get to see them very often because they all live in Arizona. And he had a blast. But I can tell you one thing. If I went on that trip, I would have hated my life because they golfed probably. Six- I think they golfed five or six times. Golfed, which is the whole 18 holes. Five times within a span of three days. So you do it multiple times a day? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? There is crack cocaine in those golf, in, in something <laughs> yeah. golf. Because everyone that I know that starts golfing becomes legitimately obsessed, obsessed where they do it nonstop. Literally. Nick was saying how it's a joke that golfers never cheat on their wives except for, I guess, Tiger Woods. We all remember, we all remember where we were when we found that Please. out. So true. But he was like, because they just get obsessed with golf. So they're either at home or at work or golfing. They're not out with another woman. They would rather be golfing. <laughs> and I, can't, I cannot think of a single thing that we would do. That's that what much. I was just about to say. Like, can you imagine us dedicating a trip to one activity? We'd get so Basing bored. our entire trip where we go around where the best like this is. Even shopping. It's like, no, we would get sick of it. No, I feel like if crazy. we did a full day of thrifting, we'd be like, that's good. That's yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Tomorrow we're doing something else. Yeah, we're doing another activity. I know it's crazy. It really is crazy. But I'm happy for him. He had fun. I will say I was living the single parent life while he was gone. And I recognize that I have a very different lifestyle, I guess, in terms of parenting than a lot of people because Nick and I are home most of the time. And Nick's prior, like main priority is to be the stay-at-home dad when I'm working. So we have each other at home all the time. So it's a team effort. And when he was gone for four nights, so like three to four or five days, I guess, four nights, I didn't realize I should have done all my work before he left. I was like, oh, I'll have time. But if you're a single parent or if you are the main caretaker and maybe like your partner or husband is gone all the time, like never really is home, you, I see you, I feel you. And I feel like you need to be appreciated just you just need to be appreciated more often. Like, I'm just here to say you are the superheroes of this world because it is so time-consuming. You have to literally choose between, so you're watching your kid. If Even if you have multiple kids, it's even more time-consuming. 
But when they maybe go down for a nap, you have like that two hours. You have the choice between cleaning and, and catching up on, you know, housework or taxes or whatever else you have to maintain. Or you could, you have to basically pick between doing that. Having like or literally having a hobby, free time, exactly like do your own thing, yeah, or like scrolling or like taking a nap or something. It is insane. So if you're doing that, literally give yourself a big pat on the back because it was insane. I was like, wow, this is so much. I can't get anything done. How how would I have like a side and hustle? I feel like Case is also at that age where he's so like busy. So yeah, it's probably even you know constantly he's on not the move. just wanting to like chill and sit down forever. No. No, those days are gone. <laughs> those days are long but gone. But it was so fun. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, I can't get work done. This is impossible. Yeah, that's very hard. And then it would finally be like 9.30. I'd sit down. I'm like, I'm going to have to be texting people. Like, I just now started my work that I should have done two days ago. But anyways, yeah. just that's... wanted to give you guys, let you guys know you're appreciated and you're seen. If no one else tells you good job, I'm telling you a good job right now. You don't so know what wild. you got till it's gone. Literally. And then, yeah. then you're begging for it back. I know. Whenever life is even gone. And I don't even have the excuse of like having a child. But like the trash will get full. And I'm like, mm, what? Who's like, taking that who's out? Who's taking that out? I'm yeah, like, 100%. I look at the dishes. I'm like, I have to do those? Yes. Like, realizing that if you, I, t- I think I texted you this. I'm like, realizing that if I don't do the dishes tonight, they will still be in the sink <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> Devastating. <laughs> Devastating. Yeah. It is Ugh. definitely, you appreciate what people do for definitely. you. Definitely. My last thought before we get into this advice. Are we over be real? I haven't done a be real done in it. I see three the, months. I see the notification every day. And Me I'm too. like, oh, I should do it because it's such a fun way to like look back at memories. Yeah. I know. I um see the notification as well every day. And I've thought about like silencing the notifications or deleting it or something. Cause I'm like, this is annoying that I get like the um, yeah, vibrate and stuff. Mm-hmm. But something about it just hasn't been calling my name lately. No. And I feel like I haven't been hearing about it really either. Like people doing it. I haven't been seeing people post them or anything. I'm like, dang, I really actually, I kind of thought that Be Real would take off and be a really big platform. I thought I made this whole TikTok about it, but I was like, I predict that they could become like an Instagram where people have feeds and like all this stuff. And I just feel like it didn't take off in the way that I thought it might. Dang. I wonder if people still do. But that's weird because I haven't been doing it at all recently. Me neither. Like I see it and I actively ignore it. Yeah, same. Just mm-hmm. too much to think about. Mm-hmm. Even though it's it's really so simple, but when it's not your habit. Sometimes it's forget. a harsh reminder of how monotonous your life is. True. <laughs> like like you're in the off. same exact spot. You're like, I don't even want to do that right now. True. That's facts. Mm-hmm. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. In my 20s, I feel like, obviously, as we all have, I've learned so many specific valuable lessons and things that should be simple, but it's like I get reminded of them and it's a groundbreaking new idea for me. One of those things is the concept that two things can be true at the same time. You could be happy and sad at the same time. That is literally something that just occurred to me in the past year and has really actually changed my life and the way that I process things, I think. And getting to know yourself and having these moments can be a lifelong process, especially because we are always growing and changing. And we're meant to. I think that's kind of the point of life. But therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and your understanding because sometimes we don't really know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. 
Therapy has helped me in so many different ways throughout different times in my life that I've gone through big changes, especially when, you know, I'm starting to feel lonely or when I'm starting to feel anxious or when I'm starting to feel extra sad and I don't really know what is holding me down. It's really helpful for me to talk about it and it empowers me to just be the best version of myself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash what we said today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash what we said. Go check it out. Case is in his busy era. He loves to be busy. <laughs> I feel like this is the stage. He's like 15, 16 months now where they just want to get their hands on everything. And that's why I'm so excited about the sponsor KiwiCo. KiwiCo is defining the future of play by making it engaging, enriching, and very fun. They create super cool hands-on projects designed to create a lifelong love for learning among kids. I find that um, Case at his age loves to learn things. He loves to experiment, you know, push his boundaries. And he likes to play pretend. Like he likes to pour things out <laughs> and pour things in. And KiwiCo has such cute packages that, you know, spark creativity and they're kid-friendly. So it's not, you know, them getting into your cupboards and getting all of your stuff. So if you have a kid around Case's age or zero to 24 months, they're going to go for the Panda Crate, okay? It's developed in partnership with Seattle Children's Hospital, and each crate delivers age-appropriate hands-on projects to help infants and toddlers build a foundation for learning. Crates arrive every other month and are filled with two months' worth of content, so they're never going to be bored. You can get super cool hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered to your door every month. These are real engineering, science, and art projects with high-quality materials, and there's something for kids of all ages from discovering the science of magic to engineering a domino machine and more. There's no commitment, so you can pause and cancel anytime. You can cultivate your child's natural creativity and curiosity with new hands-on projects every month. You can encourage your kids to be innovators and creative thinkers and watch their confidence grow as big as their smile. They won't believe what they can build and accomplish with KiwiCo. So redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com slash what we said. That is 50% off your first month at kiwico.com slash what we said. Go check it out. You want to get into this advice? Yes. You want to start? Yes. My ex just got engaged. I'm dating someone new now and he's so good, but the ex and his fiance are in my ward. Her extremely large and sparkly ring is very annoying. <laughs> Basically, I don't want my ex back at all, but it's bringing all the fun insecurities I've been working I've been working past to the surface again. Help. Ugh, oh, that is worth that. it. You see it. That it's you're pain. constantly just seeing it. Well, I'm I feel like you're probably in a singles ward. So maybe they'll move out. Maybe soon. they'll move out soon. You won't have to see it. I mean, if they're LDS, they'll probably get married real quick. So <laughs> you maybe only a couple months and they'll be gone out of the singles ward and you'll have your peace. That's true. It's kind of just, even if you are over, well, I guess I've never had that experience. But I was going to say, if you're, even if you're over your ex and you're dating someone else, like to see them get engaged, I feel like would be a little pang of like, mm -hmm. huh. 
I wasn't good enough for you to propose. Yeah. Not that you even wanted that, but it's just like, you know, mm-hmm. especially if like he broke up with you and you were yes. insecure and then he like marries someone else immediately or gets engaged. You're like, cool. Definitely. That does sting. That's going to sting for sure. That's the ego. It's like, I don't want you to like me anymore because we're like broken up, but I want you to like me. Like I want you to be thinking of me and wanting me back, even though I want nothing to do with you. Totally. I was just <laughs> thinking about the fact I made this this video that was like, when you've been married for seven years and you still like oh, yeah. <laughs> basically ask your husband like his first impression of you. And I was thinking, I'm like, I am literally insatiable. Like you could not... <laughs> You could not give me enough validation mm-hmm. or, or compliments. Like, yes, you. I do want to be reminded every day. Yeah. Like, what are your favorite things about me? What was your first impression of me? Mm-hmm. What really made you fall in love with me? Like, <laughs> yeah. I want to know it what all. What makes me different? What makes me different? What makes me stick out? Than all the rest. Yeah. Like, I literally can never be satisfied. It's <laughs> so funny. I was dying at that TikTok. What did you think of me when I first walked in? <laughs> but, but, you know, the irony of that, that, now that I'm saying that actually is, I feel like if a guy was so clingy and obsessed and was telling me 24-7 how much they were obsessed with me, I actually might get the ick. So, yeah, I'm probably, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I say mm-hmm. that now, I'm like, I'm insatiable. You couldn't tell me enough. But if a guy that I wasn't that into was, well, I guess that's, that's the Yeah, difference. that's the thing. That's the difference. That's the thing. If you're not obsessed with them, then you're like, you are clingy and you're annoying me. Yeah, if you like them, they could say anything. That's true. The bare minimum. And if you don't like them, they could literally be head over heels for you, treating you like a princess, and you will turn the other cheek. You will be disgusted. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Oh, it's so bad. Well, I think that give it time and you will Mm -hmm. completely—literally give this a month and you will be unbothered. Yes. I really do believe that. Yeah. It's just the sting. And also, Mm -hmm. you know, a diamond sparkling, you can see in the corner of your eye, like, obviously, that's going to annoy anybody. So Mm -hmm. it's understandable. Do you think it is a problem for a girl to be making more money than her husband slash her husband not work at all? Curious your thoughts. This is my situation. It's a ra- an arrangement that totally works for my relationship. My husband does so much other stuff, especially around the house and random tasks. I feel like some people give us the side eye for it, even though I'm sure they wouldn't flinch if it was the other way around. Well, wait, say the first part again. Do you think like, it's a problem for a girl to be making more money oh. than her husband or for her husband not to work at all? Oh, gotcha. <laughs> no, obviously uh, You came not. to the right place. Yeah, <laughs> Obviously not. I think that as the world evolves, this is so much more common, mm-hmm. which is great because, yeah, if this was 20 years ago, I think it would be even more, I don't know, you yeah. might get more side eye for, for it. But that's still definitely a thing. People 24-7 ask me, like, what life does. Yeah. And they're, like, confused when yeah. I'm the, like, main Which is weird because breadwinner. It's, it makes sense because that's how it normally is, I guess, in—, in even in media and stuff like that. So that's just how it's been. And so if you were to think about, you know, say, well, I guess not say because Leif is a TikTok star, but like say, <laughs> say he was this like, you know, persona on social media. So a lot of people are asking him questions all, this, all the time, like mm-hmm. messaging him. It was clear that he was making a lot of money with it. People would not be like, so what does JC do? Like if they didn't know, right. you know what I mean? Because you're the wife, they would uh-huh. not be like, what, what's JC's They'd job? Like, oh, so you take care of. Yeah, they would just yeah. assume, but it totally. is, I get that question a lot too. The the thing is with being like the woman being the breadwinner or whatever, or roles being reversed is, first of all, it really can totally work for your situation. It really depends on the personalities of the two people. But also 
something that I think about all the time is the fact that in a lot of these, because actually a lot of our friends are in the same situation. Like, to be honest, most of my friends, the girl makes more money than the guy. And the guy is like the support role behind the scenes. But none of us would make the same amount of money if our husbands didn't help. We'd have to hire other people. Mm -hmm. So it kind of all evens out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, okay, sure, he could go and get another job. But if I don't have his help doing these tasks, I'm going to have to hire someone else to do that. So then it's like, okay, how much, you know, how much does it make sense to do that unless he's going to make a ton of money doing something else or unless he's very unhappy and he wants a different job. Exactly. It's like it actually kind of all evens out in the end. Yeah, you— makes sense. Literally, even this weekend, I I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, finding someone—when I had to come to the podcast and Nick wasn't there, I was trying to find a babysitter, and I literally had to be so fast. And usually I have a lot of time to be able to get everything that I need done. And I was like, I would literally have to pay a full-time nanny Mm -hmm. to come watch Case and cleaners to get the—like, if I was able—or if I was trying to do what I usually do in a day of Mm -hmm. work. And— I also think it's nice that this is happening. Well, first of all, I was going to say, it depends on if you guys like it. If you are both okay with it, then who cares? Like, it literally doesn't matter what other people think about the situation. It matters what you guys think about the situation. And if you are happy in your roles, then great. But what was I just going to say? Oh, I think this is actually great for stay-at-home moms that in the past were overlooked. But now that the males... They've been using their their privileged stances to talk about how hard it is. Like, I feel like because the man is home, they're like, wow, I'm busy. I'm doing a lot. And they're really, you know, using their loud man voices that people tend to listen to more and talking about how hard it is. And now all these stay-at-home, stay-at-home moms for years that have been doing this with eight freaking kids, they're like, yeah, yeah. that's what we've been trying to tell you. And now you guys can, you're Get getting a taste of it and you understand. It and you understand. Totally you know, if their moms did that, they're like, wow, mom, I'm now doing your job. And it is literally never ending work. For sure. Yeah. I think it's interesting. And it really does heavy on the, it depends on your relationship Mm -hmm. because there are certain people that I know where the girl would never want, like they just wouldn't, it wouldn't work. That arrangement, it would not work for them because they don't want that. Like, The guy's like, no, I want to go to a job every day. Yeah. That's how I feel fulfilled. You know what I mean? And anyway, I get it. But it, it is like every bit of work is valuable. It's also kind of like a little bit disrespectful in my mind to if a guy is like, you know, does things that I guess like is a stay at home dad or in Leif's case, like people, you know, he does a lot of the household tasks and he does a lot of other like random little things for like my business as well. Like, do you know, videos and photos and doing all that for me. But it's almost like disrespectful to give that no credit because it's essentially the same thing. You're, you're almost doing the same thing it's as we do for women. Like, mm-hmm not giving stay-at-home moms the credit, being like, oh, you don't have a real job. Yeah. But now they're doing that to men too. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like you're discrediting that like doing housework and doing all of these duties and behind-the-scenes roles, like that's very valuable to a household. Mm -hmm. You don't, you know, it would be a mess without that stuff. Exactly. So it all adds value in the end. Mm -hmm. It's a team effort. For sure. But at the end of the day, who cares? I mean, if people don't get it, as long as you guys are happy and you're making good money and you're in a healthy relationship like 
Yeah. I don't I see think, a problem. I think it is important too, because me and Nick talk about this all the time, for the stay-at-home role, the person who ever has that role in the relationship, like if you're listening and this is you, it's like, it is important though for you to be appreciated by your partner specifically. It's like, yeah, who mm-hmm. cares if the world doesn't appreciate your work? If your partner doesn't appreciate your work, you're going to get so burnt out. Burnt out. You're going to feel so underappreciated and you are going to feel like you're losing your identity because you're just doing this job and it's so behind the scenes and you just feel like you're getting lost in it. So it's important for both of you to understand how, you know, valuable it is as well. Yeah. And like speaking that to each other mm-hmm. for sure. You both are the best. I absolutely love this podcast. So I've heard you guys kind of mention people pleasing before, and I'm always itching to hear advice on it. I am the biggest people pleaser to the point that it affects my mood because I do what I think other people want me to do, rarely put myself first, etc. Do you guys have any ad- advice on how to not people please as much or how to have a good balance? Oof. I just, a, I just listened one. to um, Leo's podcast all about, it literally was called like how... Like your people pleasing days are over. Mm. That was so good. Honestly, whoever wrote into yeah, this should listen, listen to, that. to that. I love his podcast. Um, because it was really good. But I don't know. In that podcast, he was just kind of talking about how you deserve to put yourself first sometimes and not just like be someone's doll is the what's the word? Like the example he was giving. Like he was saying that growing up, his dad or his parents, I think, would treat him kind of like, if I need you, you need to immediately come over and help me with whatever I need immediately. But until then, like, just be quiet and shut up. And basically, whenever I need you, come. And when mm-hmm. I don't need you, go away and do exactly what I say. And he was just saying now, in in his adult life, he would find himself just doing that same thing to everyone else. And he was like, you need to realize you're not someone's doll. They don't get to, like, dress you how they want, play with you, discard you immediately, go to a new <laughs> yeah. toy. like. Like you are living your own life and you deserve to be taken into consideration as well. Mm -hmm. And it's not selfish to take yourself into consideration in situations. Like, I mean, she didn't give us a specific situation of being a people pleaser, did she? No. But like, if someone's like, hey, can you, you know, do you want to hang out on Thursday night? And you're like feeling super drained that week and you're like, I feel like she's going to be mad if I say no, but like, honestly, I really need to like get A, B, and C done and I shouldn't go. Like, just like exercise that practice being like, hey, I'm so sorry, I can't on Thursday. I have stuff that I have to get done, but I'd love to on Friday. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like you deserve to take yourself into consideration and not just be someone's little like puppet. Yeah, exactly. It's hard. I saw this video that was saying, if you have been a chronic people pleaser your whole life, you're going to think standing up for yourself is a, it's it like feels mean. like aggression and it's going to feel very odd at first. And I, I have definitely noticed that sometimes if I'm like, it feels so weird coming out of my mouth to like say something, like stand up for myself, quote unquote, or even just be like, yeah, no, I can't come. <laughs> it's like as silly or stupid as that is. It, when it's so, so hard to say, you're like, oh my gosh, they're going to be mad at me. Like I'm like, no, I can't. I'm like, oh, I'm waiting for them <laughs> to yeah. be mad. It's like, they, they're they like, oh, okay, that's fine. Like yeah. next time. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you have a good mix the balance you need is compassion and boundaries. If you have both of those, you're never going to make the wrong decision. Maybe someone will be upset because they're not able to use you. Or maybe, you know, you will do something and you'll be a little bit tired afterwards, but it's like, that's just life. But if you have a good balance of compassion and setting your own boundaries, then 
you're going to be okay. Like anyone healthy will also understand your boundaries. Exactly. Like if one of my friends was like, I'm just not feeling up to it. I would never be like, wow. Wow. I would be like proud of them yeah. for like, honestly, yeah, you should stay yeah. home and take care of yourself. Like, but it is important to, to mention that people are, if you are a people pleaser and you always do what people ask immediately, especially if you have that relationship with someone in particular, like a parent where you're like, I just am literally at their beck and call and I do everything they say. If you start to not, it will feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. And they actually might be shocked mad and yeah. shocked at you. Like for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they're, they're so, it's not what they're used to you being like. So yeah. I think that there could be a period of like growing pains with that for sure. Mm-hmm. They will be probably a little bit offended that you're standing up for themselves because they'll be like, wait, what? Like, oh, so you blah, 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 and kind of try and turn it around on you. But also because you don't stand up for yourself often, it will probably make even more of a mark that you are standing up for yourself and, you know, setting a, a very firm boundary. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, okay. They mean it because mm-hmm. they literally never do this. I do think it's just practice mm-hmm. though at the end of the day. Yeah. Like just over and over practicing yes. like, I don't have time to do that. I can't do that or whatever the the case may be. And no need to over-explain. I tend to do that sometimes if I'm feeling uncomfortable about saying no, even to an opportunity. I'm like, no, I'm so sorry. I can't because blah, 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 blah. It's like, no yeah. one cares. Just say, no, I can't. I'm sorry. Thanks for thinking of me. Yeah, totally. You don't owe anyone a super long explanation for really anything. No. Jumping into an ad real quick about Top Golf, one of our favorite sponsors, and also a nostalgic sponsor for us. We used to go to Top Golf all the time in high school on dates, like group dates. Um, I have friends who've gone on, you know, work get togethers there. It's just a fun place to hang out. It's golf, it's not golf, it's Top Golf. They've got a bunch of stuff that makes them golf. So they got clubs, balls, tees, turf, even a ball picker up or cart thing. They also have a whole bunch of stuff that's not golf, like loud music, giant targets in their giant fairway, giant TVs, and a handcrafted food and beverage menu. They have a lot of good food, you guys. They got like shareable bites. You know, we got guac and chips, queso and chips, nachos, macaroni, pretzel bites, hummus, all that type of stuff. But they also have like burgers and tacos. Food adds to every occasion, okay? And when you are at a little get together with friends, whether that's a date, you're with your family, having food and drinks definitely adds to the experience. So that's a really fun aspect of Top Golf is that you can play, hang out, and also eat. They even have a whole day each week dedicated to more play for less pay. So they do this thing on Tuesday where All gameplay is half price, giving players more reason to come play around. They understand at Topgolf that Tuesday is the most important day of the week, just like it is here at the What We Said podcast. Also, you don't have to be like a pro golfer to play Topgolf. That's the beauty of it. You can be good at golf, but you also can just go and kind of be as serious as you want to. Try and hit targets. You guys can rate each other's swings and make it a good time. For the Half Price Tuesday promotion, full terms for that can be found at topgolf.com slash Tuesday. It's golf. It's not golf. It's Top Golf. Pro tip, download the app and book ahead of time to come play around on Half Price Tuesday or any other day. Go check it out. We're going to jump into an ad real quick to talk about Lululemon because guess what I'm wearing? My Lululemon Align shorts. I love these shorts, you guys. I wore these. Um, I found them right before I got pregnant and I bought a pair and then I literally wore them for nine months. They stretched that much and they were so comfortable. They almost like held my stomach up because their Align collection at Lululemon is so lightweight. First of all, it feels like you are not wearing anything. 
It's so comfortable and it's so flexible. So if you haven't tried the Align Collection at Lululemon, you are missing out because it is literally the comfiest. They're the comfiest best pants ever. They have a lot of different um, styles of them now, like different legging lengths and they have wide pants and the wide pants have pockets, which is amazing. I actually got so many replies. I posted them on my story and people were like, um, I'm purchasing these immediately. Like I wear the Align leggings all the time. I didn't realize they had the They're so cute. wide pants, the flare pants. Like they have options. Like Chelsea said, the shorts. Um, and everything is just this like buttery soft fabric. That's just the comfiest texture ever. And you can wear them to workouts. Like I wear them to Pilates. You can wear them on walks and you can just wear them like throughout the day to run errands and stuff because they're so comfy and you can pair them with different things to kind of, you know, dress it up a little bit. So it's not totally athletic wear. They also have a lot of cute colors. So my kind of uniform ones, I just wear the black ones with a black top uh, because I feel like, you know, you can't see the sweat as much. It's you can't nice. go wrong with black. But I also have some hot pink ones, some blue ones. They have some really cute different colors for summer and spring and stuff. I love their navy color too. So get into the Lululemon Align collection at lululemon.com. That is lululemon.com. We absolutely love having them as a sponsor. Go check it out. Okay, I have been struggling recently with motivation to do even the littlest things, like putting away my laundry or cleaning up my space a little. Do you gals have any tips for motivation? P.S. I love this podcast so much. You guys are my besties. We love you. We love you. Thank you for writing in. And you might be a little depressed. Yeah. This is very relatable and very, I mean, I think a lot of us feel this way through different periods and phases of your life. Something that sometimes like, you know, if the period is long of this unmotivatedness, you kind of do have to just at some point try really hard to take action and be like, I'm just going to get up and see what happens, you know, make one small step at a time. But sometimes... I think that it's important to kind of lean into how you're feeling and let yourself feel that way. Again, this is dependent. I mean, if you're talking, it's been months and you're feeling severely depressed, that's a different situation. But if you've had a few days where you're unmotivated, a lot of times I will try and get a little more to the root of it. Like if I'm feeling very low energy and it's kind of inexplainable, first of all, I look at my flow app. (laughs) Yeah. See where the cycle's at. Yeah. But also... I will just be like, okay, I'm feeling super low energy. Have I been sleeping well? Mm, I've been going to bed a little later than usual. Why have I been going to bed later? Okay, I've been watching Vanderpump Rules. Well, that's not really necessary. Maybe I could go to bed an hour earlier tomorrow. Like just kind of going through the process of like, why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? Not just, you know, accepting it, but kind of digging into why and maybe leaning into it. Maybe you're just super exhausted or you've been dealing with a hard time and you actually need to be just chilling out for a second. I feel as though sometimes an emotion needs to really be felt before you can let it go. Mm -hmm. I want to do a whole episode on like letting go because I've been reading a lot of stuff about the act of letting go and what that means, you know, in the big picture, small moments. And I just find it fascinating. I feel like it's literally the secret to everything, (laughs) everything and just feeling peace. But I think when you try to push down something so often, like, oh, I'm feeling unmotivated. Like, okay, well, I'll just do it in 10 minutes. Like, eh, I just feel sad, whatever. And you just keep distracting yourself and moving on, you know, scrolling, whatever it is. 
it's not letting yourself fully, like you said, dig into that emotion and see what's happening and why that's coming up. And when you allow yourself to really feel whatever it is, you know, maybe you just had a bad week at work or maybe something happened with one of your college classes and you're really behind. And so you're feeling, you know, just, overwhelmed. yeah, overwhelmed. Then once you let yourself go through that and and really feel it, then it's able to be released. You can release that feeling and all of a sudden you feel lighter and more motivated to do whatever it is that you need to do. Mm-hmm. I think on a practical note, because really the only piece of advice is like, just try and do like get up and do your laundry, put it away or whatever. But something for me, if I'm feeling super overwhelmed, almost like, okay, I, I'm so overwhelmed. I physically, sometimes this is how I feel. I physically can't do anything because I'm so overwhelmed. Yeah. I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. There's too much. I can't. So <laughs> it's, I just it's not possible. Not so possible. why try? But something that I do personally is just set a timer for like 10 minutes. And I'll be like, I'm just going to see how much I can get done in 10 minutes. Like that's not that long. And I need to just fold this laundry. So then the secret is once you're up and folding the laundry, you usually are kind of in motion and you're like, okay, I can now put that stuff away too and like clean up my bathroom, like my makeup's everywhere or something. That's how I feel. Obviously everyone's different, but setting like a short timer, you could literally even do five minutes, like Mm -hmm. just to get the ball rolling. And then usually you're a little more motivated at that point. Yeah. I, I think even as silly as it sounds, turning on some kind of motivational podcast or starting to even looking at a very motivational TikTok or something to get you in the right, just trick your mind a little bit. You know, maybe you'll hear one sentence that's like super motivating to you. <laughs> yeah. Like turn on Gary Vee. <laughs> Please. No, but even Tell like- bigger, <laughs> biggest trigger by far. I actually was listening to the On Purpose episode with Ed Mila, uh-huh. Jay Shetty's podcast. And it was all about the one more mm-hmm. that his book is about. And I was cleaning while I was listening. And I was like, this is perfect. As on a small scale, just doing, you know, because I usually will set a timer. And once that timer goes off, I'm like, I'm going to do one more time. Like, I'm going to do one more task. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to pick up one more category of things. And when you take it at little bites like that, it's, it's much easier to accomplish something. Yes. And also when you listen to something like a motivational podcast or, or audiobook or, you know, even a YouTube video, you know, it'll start. It'll you a get you, pep in your yeah, step. it'll get you feeling a little better. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm due with my first baby in November and my mother-in-law wants to come to town and visit for a week when the baby is born. I love my mother-in-law, but she offers a lot of advice and I feel like it is too soon and too much right away. When do you recommend is a good amount of time to wait before I give her the green light to visit? I don't want to deprive her, but I also want time just as a family of three while my husband is on paternity leave. Okay. I feel like a good rule. Well, let me tell you what I did and I feel like it was great. My mom was here for the first week, but that's also because she lives far away. So it's not like she could just come over every day. She had to come like stay with us, I guess. And I loved that personally for my personality. I'm very much able to tell my mom like if she's overstepping. Overstepping, yeah. But I liked having that help and that little bit of comfort because I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing. It's nice to have someone here to be like, is it normal for their eyes to do this? Like Mm -hmm. it was just nice for me to have that. And then my in-laws came, I think, a week and a half later. And when it was just my mom, I don't, I don't even think I could have more people than just that because you do want time. People don't realize like they want to come see your baby, but this is your baby. This is your experience with your newborn. You don't want just people holding them all the time. You want to hold them. So I would say like 
a week and a half, two weeks would be a good minimum point to be like, okay, after a week, the baby's born, we'll give you the go ahead and you can come out and stay with us for a couple days. Because at that point, you've had a week and you're kind of in the flow of things and you're not super, it's not like day three when you're having like all of these hormones. So I think that's a good amount of time, but also that's minimum. If you don't want, you know. Wait, when did she say she was going to come out? A week after? Yeah. she for said a week? No, I think she said like. I thought she said for a week. Yeah, for a week when the baby is born. I was assuming she meant like literally right when the baby is born. Mm. You stay for a week. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if she's staying in her home too because that changes yeah. things. I feel like that would be stressful. Yeah, it depends. A lot depends. I think if you have a good mindset about it, also there will be, if this is your, oh, first baby, yeah. There's something that is born within you when your baby is born that you are much more vocal about your boundaries. Mm. Something like switches, even if you are a little bit of a people pleaser where it's like when the baby comes, you're able to be like, I don't like that. Or you're just you know, more I'm protective. Just gonna, yeah. And if they offer advice, you're just like, okay, you can brush it off a little bit easier. I feel like you need to, because the, the it's so hard because you can do whatever you want. You can tell them never to come. But the fact of the matter is that you want your family to come and, and your family is just going to come see the baby. So the best thing to do in like that situation is to just have the best mindset you possibly can where it's like, I'm excited to share my newborn with their family, the baby's family mm-hmm. too. And I'm excited to, you know, bask in this phase together. But when I want to have my baby, I'm going to grab him, her, bring him into the other room with me and literally not care. Like I'm the queen of the house right now. Mm-hmm. So if I say I want the whole day to myself and you guys have to go out and do something, that's what you guys are going to do. If I say you need to watch the baby while I take a shower and do stuff, that's what you guys are going to do. And much easier said than done, but I feel like you almost if you go into the week with kind of a mindset of, I don't need to take her advice. If she says something that's, yeah, that I like, I'm, I can totally take that, but I can leave what I don't like. So if she says, you should really do this, like you can politely say, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll look into that or I'll think about that or something, but yeah. you don't have to literally say take- times have changed old <laughs> hag. Yeah. Call her a hag until you get out. She'll really love that. But no. it's like, you don't have to take everything everyone says as yeah. the truth and incorporate Just it into brush your it life. Off. Just yeah. kind of try and brush it off a little bit, which I know is easier said than done, especially probably when you have fresh hormones. But mm-hmm. okay. I love my roommate, but we have some problems. The biggest one being that she refuses to do most things alone. We normally go to the gym together, but my weeknights have been filled with things such as work and school projects. So I have not been able to go with her. She's been getting upset that I can't go. So I told her she can totally go by herself and I'll try try my best to go, but life's busy. Newsflash, you can go by yourself. But she will not go alone and she knows our schedule and what to do. She just won't and then gets mad at me because she's not working out. Help. Oh. Let me tell you how much sympathy I have. (laughs) 2%. Oh, 2%. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say zero. I was going to say zero, but (laughs) if she's going through something in life, I have 2%. Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. This is completely a reflection of her own, like... Attachment. Attachment and insecurities. And I think this is a learning opportunity for... People need to learn their own lessons in life. And this is a learning opportunity for her to understand... That she can do things alone. Yeah. If you are not, everyone's a part of a dynamic. If you are in a relationship with someone, you both add to that dynamic. So if you're constantly complaining about the same thing over and over, it is also your fault. Mm -hmm. 
so for in in this scenario when she's complaining that you're not working out with her there is nothing there's no excuse and nothing holding her back she can go alone she's probably a little scared too and she's probably insecure at the gym alone which i completely understand but she needs to get over that herself and be able to go alone so that she can do that in the future she Mm -hmm. is not going to have you her whole life to hold hold her hand exactly it's true i also think it's a good lesson for you to you know, really practice your boundary setting, saying, no, I'm not going. I'm not going. Because sometimes it's like, once someone asks a million times, you're like, fine, I'll go. Oh my gosh. But then you just feel (laughs) used and abused. You're just like, wow, I said no so many times and you literally still kept asking. And And now I'm here. And now I feel dumb that I literally didn't keep to my boundary. But you just got to keep being like, I'm not going. I don't have time. I'm not, it sounds like you are. I'm not saying the whoever wrote this in that you're not doing that but no you need to like practice yeah you need to let this one you don't need to worry about this one yeah like i know it's annoying for you but you should have no guilt about that yeah it has nothing to do with you no just make a joke about it in your life like yeah no literally just be like no i'm not going and honestly you need to learn how to go by yourself you're a big girl put your big girl panties on (laughs) and go to the gym by yourself it's not scary she gets kidnapped the first time she Please. Something horrible happens to her. Awesome. <laughs> first of all, I adore you all so much and consider you each dear friends. We also consider you our dear friends. So in that case, my dear friends, I need your help. My husband like to, likes to play video games every once in a while until about two or three in the morning and I have to go to bed by myself. He will take me to our room and put... Nope. Wait, he will take me to our room and put me to bed. <gasps> oh. Wait, wait. Princess, okay, princess treatment, we love that. Yeah, and put me to bed. It makes me feel lonely, sad, and like second place. Makes me feel like he doesn't want to be with me. Scares me that it might become a more regular thing and I'll just always go to bed by myself crying myself to sleep. (gasps) Oh. Sis, this took a dark turn. How do I explain to him the way it makes me feel about him getting upset that I'm making him not do something he loves to do? Help. No. Nope. Well, he's, he's like taking you to bed. Like he's like picking you up and tucking you in. This sounds like you just like want to like, sounds like you may, might be an Aries or something. You just like want a little fight. And now. Hold on. How often does he do this? Every once in a while until about two or three in the morning. Oh, every once in a while. Sorry. I thought she said every night for some reason. But then she said, I, I'm afraid it will become a more regular yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I don't know okay, why. I'm like, multiple. I don't know why you need here. to cry yourself to sleep necessarily if he picks you up and takes you to bed. Like. I've watched TV once or twice in my lifetime until two or three in the morning and Nick's fast asleep. Like, and I feel like vice versa. It's like sometimes if Nick's playing with his friends, like he'll stay up late. I don't feel like you, I understand like I like going to bed at the same time as Nick 100%. But let's not like make a big deal about it until, you know. It is a regular thing. It is a big deal. I mean, I think you should definitely tell him that. I mean, is that his only time he can play or something? Because. Yeah, maybe. You well, can I, think, I think it's also the play, the time where they can play with other people the most is what I am guessing from my experience. But why can't you do from like n- like 10 to midnight? Yeah, like, yeah. no, I'm saying like at, at night, like not in the daytime. I yeah, mean. yeah, yeah. I, I think that if they're playing video games like late at night, I honestly, I'd prefer that than having them do it in the, the middle day. of the day. Yeah, that was, I feel like there are multiple things at play here. It's like, the fact that you are crying yourself to sleep means you're very upset. Yeah. Which is like, you definitely need to communicate to him. Be like, but also, if it's only every once in a while, I don't think it's the end of the world unless it's literally 
three times a week. Yeah, there's no villain in this story. No. It's, it's not sounding like either of you are like red flags. It just sounds like a, un, what's that term we like to say? Not uncompromisable issue. What's it? So basically the issue in your marriage that it's like unsolvable. That's unsolvable. It's like you like scary movies. They don't. You can't really change that. He likes playing video games. That's and something he really like enjoys. It. And you like going to bed with him. It's like, uh, what are you going to do? There's really no. Again, I mean, you're asking him to. If it's every night, I would 100% be like, no. Yeah. Like if, if Leif was doing that every yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Or even like three times a week. You know what? Maybe I'm toxic. This is what I would say. That gives me the ick so bad. Like, that's what I, I, to be honest with you, that's what I'd say. That yeah. gives me the ick so bad. It makes me feel like you care more about video games than coming to bed with me, yeah. getting a good night's sleep, yeah. prioritizing your sleep for the next it's day. True. Like, it gives me the ick. I don't like that you do that at all. Yeah. And, and you have to have the same, you know, energy. If he came to you and said, I, it gives me the ick that you scroll on TikTok until this and this and this right. or in the middle of the day. Yeah, like we all have our things. Exactly. And I feel, I'm not saying you. I'm saying in general. Like yeah. we all do that. And that's why I don't really feel like he's the villain. It's like all of us have something like that. Video games just is so easy to attack because mm -hmm. it seems like, oh, that's such a losery thing to do. Like at night, wow, you should come to bed with me. Like I can't believe you're picking that over it. When it's just like any other, like TV or it's, whatever. It's really no different than if you're both in your bed on your phone yeah. doing things separately for two hours. Yeah. It's like, okay, really, what was the difference between him being on video games? But it does have to be, yeah, something that you guys compromise and, and like something that's important to you together. And for me, like getting good sleep, unless this is my thing. It's like if he's going to be up till 3 a.m. just on his own accord, especially on like a weeknight, it's like, Okay, but we're still like getting up in the morning and mm -hmm. do, and doing our thing. So I'm not dealing with like you sleeping until 10 a.m. now because of your own choices. Yeah, like yeah, nope, we have work to <laughs> yeah, do. No. Get up. You have better have the same energy that you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like there are things that the two or three a.m. thing is like that becomes an issue when it's all the time because you're literally not in and of itself. In and of itself, you're not getting quality rest. Yeah. You have to come up with a compromise, basically that is okay with both of you because if. You, st if you're, if you are the one who's like, okay, fine, I'm just fine with it. Then you're suffering and he's like, yeah, I get to do everything I want. Right. And, but vice versa, if you're like, you're not allowed to play video games anymore at night. It's like, that sucks for him. That's something he likes to do. So you have to find a medium where it's like, hey, this really hurts my feelings. I literally cry because I'm so lonely at night. Maybe could you. Could you be in bed by midnight? Yeah. Could you make an effort when you do come to bed with me those other nights to really make it like meaningful and then really bring, literally lift me up, bring me water the nights that you do play video games. Give me a big old kiss and and wait till I fall asleep, then go play. Wait till I fall asleep, please. Watch over me, kiss me like sleeping beauty. Literally. Yeah, no, I would demand that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I always, like, Nick would be so sweet to me. Like, that's the other thing I was going to say is I feel like, at least in my experience, it's always in little phases. It's never like for years they stay up late playing video games. I feel like when a new game comes out, they'll play for like a couple weeks where they, they stay up late often. At least with Nick, it's like, okay, for these two months, he stays up late playing video games. Then he doesn't touch video games again for months or literally years. And then, it's okay, true. he'll it play phases. like for a little bit. So when that happens, I'm like, oh, whatever, I don't care. But I would know when he would really, what's the word, like, uh, judge me up at night? Like, Oh, you know they're going to play yes. video games. He's like, like oh my gosh, thing. you can, let's go get ice cream. I have a great idea. Let's get ice cream. I'll order post meats. How about I give you a little massage? 
It's like around my shoulders. He's like, eight o'clock sharp. <laughs> the boys are on. The squad's ready. I'm like, great. I knew it. I knew it. Please. It's so real. Why is it so real? Leif's in his freaking video game era with Keaton and Abby every night. Yeah, I was going to say. The new he's Apex like, is coming he's out. He's like, I'm bonding with them. I'm like, it is bonding. And I'm bonding with freaking <laughs> Vanderpump rules. Like, I'm I'm bonding with Stassi and Jack. Yeah, like, I'm trying to hang out. Jeez. <laughs> It is, that's the other thing though, is about video games and then we'll move on. It is really bonding. I When I used to play with my siblings, I would play with three of my siblings. Like almost every night we would play. I, get, I would be so excited to play with them because I would get to talk to them for like mm-hmm. two hours. It was like we're playing a board game together. Yeah. So that's the other thing. It's like, it's like fun it's for much them more than to that. hang yeah. out with their friends virtually. I get it. Okay, my boyfriend broke up with me in August and it's April. We dated for three years and I still am having the hardest time getting over him. Aww. It does not help that I have one class with him a week. We don't talk to each other during class or after or ever. It doesn't help that he texts me, I swear, every other month. I'm doing my best to let him go, but somehow when he texts me, I respond and he gives me attention that abruptly stops. When he stops reaching out, I go through all of the same emotions I had when he broke up with me. What do I do? How do I let him go when honestly I don't really want to? And how do I find a way to get over him when he won't leave me alone? No, that's the worst. Ew, no. I feel like that happens so often with breakups. It's never just a clean break. It's always like the whiplash of it. Going back. Oh, well, we talked for two days. Oh, now we're broken up again. Oh, actually, he's messaging me. He liked my picture. <sighs> You're not going to like this, but me no he oh, looks at me so disappointed <laughs> no like i'm ready no she just needs to cut all ties completely yeah. and even if you see him you, you need drop to literally, out <laughs> yeah i'm like you need to drop out of school number one literally never make eye contact with him don't tr- like act like he does not exist in your classroom and delete him on all social media literally block his number like you need to cut ties yeah completely out of sight out of mind yes you that is the only solution there is science of how often you see somebody's name, you know, they pop up in your life. The more you think about someone, the more you like them. So that's- that it was the opposite. That distance- this fly is a menace no, this, in this room. that is a menace. <laughs> it's literally been flying around right next to our faces for an hour. I keep thinking it's a floater in my eye and I'm scared my freaking retina has fallen off or whatever. I thought it was the opposite- like one of the laws of power is like, don't be around them and they miss your absence. No, there's a, a secret sauce. It's like, they will wonder where you are. If like you're supposed to be somewhere and you're not, your absence will be known more. Okay. But in another book, I think it's the art of seduction. <laughs> but in a conflicting book. The art of seduction says basically like if they see your name a lot, if the more that someone thinks about you, well, that's, the th- that's not even the opposite of what you're saying. It's actually kind of the same thing because if they're thinking of you, they like you. It's not seeing you in person necessarily. It's just thinking of you. So if the, you plant things to make someone think of you a lot, then you're always on their mind and they're going to start to like you more. So the the with the absence thing, it's more of like your physical absence. Like if you go to a party, you're all supposed to go to a party and you don't show up, but like he maybe thought you were supposed to be there, like class. You're gone. You're not in class. He's like, wait, why isn't she in class today? Now he's thinking about you. And right. someone thinks about you more. They like you more. That's science. So that's why I'm saying that's if you cut out though. of time cut them out. You don't see their name. You don't see yeah. them on social media. You don't even think about them. You're Definitely not going to get over them. I think so for sure. But I was thinking if a guy that you don't like is like blowing up your phone, you're like, I hate you more now. Like I will literally block you. I do not like yeah. you more now that you're texting me more and I'm seeing your name more. I actually the opposite. You're so annoying. Mm. Well, you know, it's not, not according to the art of seduction. <laughs> mm, 
they ain't seducing me. <laughs> Leave me alone. Well, maybe I think it probably depends if you like the person. That's again, no, that's the no, it's not. It's it's supposed to be if they think about you. Maybe it's not that you're like directly because I think in this book they were saying your name is somewhere. Like they see, they're just constantly being reminded of you. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not like I'm texting you directly being like, think of me. Hey, I like you. What do you look like? Or like, what are you wearing? (laughs) What do you look like? (gasps) What are you wearing? You know, things like that. It's like, that's so annoying. Yeah, that will give you the ick. But I think it's more of, you know, they're constantly being reminded of you. They see this, that reminds Mm -hmm. them of you. They're thinking of you. The idea of you in their head is making them fall in love with you. Yeah, so we got to cut this man out. Yeah. We need no trace of him. Mm-hmm. We need to forget about him. If you're following on social media, you need unfollow to immediately him. unfollow or him. Mute and mute. You, and block. If you don't want to deal with the drama, mute. Unfriend all of his friends. Yeah. You never want to see him again. No. You got to cut ties. I've been seeing so many angel numbers this week. Literally every time I look at my phone. Like five, five, five. all different ones too. Like 333 Nice. Something in the air. Okay, this is my last one. Hello to my favorite VVGs. I love tuning in every week to listen to the pod. Getting into it. My husband and I tried for a baby for over a year and a half. We went through a lot physically and emotionally before we finally got pregnant. Now that baby is on the way, it's not all, it's not at all how I thought it would be. I'm still in my first trimester, but honestly, my symptoms are so bad. It's making me wonder if we made a mistake. How do you deal with the guilt of those intrusive thoughts, feelings? I feel like this is a side of motherhood and pregnancy that nobody talks about or prepares you for. It also makes me wonder if... I'm having these feelings now. Does that guarantee I'll also have PPD? Wow, that's a lot. Well, congrats on the baby. That is very exciting, but it also is very confusing, I bet, if you're literally feeling miserable. You're like, whoa. We talk about this all the time. It's like, I asked for this, and now it's like, am I... I literally chose this, and so I have to live with my decision. It's not just something that like, oh, happened upon me, and I Mm -hmm. wanted it so bad. Mm -hmm. And now I have to deal with my consequences. And when they're not fun, it feels like, oh, shoot. Like, I did this to myself. I can't even shift the blame. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, that's... That's a big fear of mine, to be honest with you. With I was saying, when you go through infertility, it kind of... This is personally how I feel. And it sounds like kind of how she feels, too. It's like, you feel like you can't complain. if, Which I'm not pregnant, by the way. But if I were to get pregnant, I feel like, oh, my gosh, if I'm super sick... I feel like I can't even complain about that because I've been wanting a kid for so long. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I finally got what I wanted. What? Now I'm going to complain about the sickness. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you kind of feel not undeserving of complaining, but kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I understand completely where she's coming from, but it's important to not like shame yourself or resent or blame yourself for this decision because you want you want a baby you wanted a baby and you're in this position and like it's it's your feelings are valid and normal yeah that's what I'm trying to say I don't know and and I think the more you shame yourself for it the more you're going to be like wow I made the wrong decision when if you were to just let yourself be like wow this sucks this is just part of the journey and this really sucks like I'm especially when you feel so sick like I was in my first trimester I also it is confusing like that's the best word for it because the feelings are not so clear it's like Nick and I tried for 10 months. So I, I didn't feel like it was so easy, but I also had friends like you. It's like that were, had been trying for much longer. So I was like, okay, I'm like so happy this is finally happening for us, but now I'm sick and I like don't want to complain about it because I'm so grateful that I'm pregnant. But I also am literally dying Miserable. over here in bed, like throwing up, like really struggling. But I'm so grateful. Like Chelsea, you better be grateful every second. Like don't, you know, don't you dare complain about it. 
And then you feel it's confusing because you you want to let yourself have these emotions, but you also want to. This knot is going to be the death of me. This knot is not okay, you guys. <laughs> it is a menace. Literally trying to land in my actual mouth. So anyways, I'm just validating you. There's really no ugh, solution to it besides you didn't necessarily make the wrong decision. And this time will pass too. Exactly. There are definitely times when you're like, wow, I asked for this and I'm literally throwing up my guts and I, my body is really going through it. Wow. I didn't, you just never know until no, it happens. You never would know is Mm-mm. the thing. Like you can't predict. And, and it definitely won't mean that you will have PPD. I will say this a million times. Like pregnancy for me was because I was so sick. And that was the only reason because I was so nauseous and sick and throwing up all the time for like 20 plus weeks of it was way worse. If I ranked, you know, postpartum, literal childbirth and pregnancy, it would go birth is number one or yeah, birth is number one, postpartum is number two and pregnancy is the last one. As and it's like the shortest. Favorite? Yeah, 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 yeah. As my least favorite. Pregnancy was my least favorite. Some people have completely different. Some people love being pregnant and that's great for them. <laughs> Yeah, but everyone it's just has different. a completely different experience. Yeah, I've had no two friends who have had the same exactly pregnancy, birth, anything. So it doesn't mean you're going to get postpartum depression. Honestly, you might be like, I was just so freaking happy that pregnancy was over and I had this new baby. Yes, you have hormones, but I was just like, thank goodness. Yeah. Honestly, at least I can freaking lay, sleep on my stomach mm-hmm. at this point. Okay, this is my last one. I have a friend who is a major gossiper slash chatterbox. Everyone knows she's like this. We all kind of joke about how she cannot keep anything to herself. But lately, this has started to make me feel a little uneasy when I'm around her. Even when she asks me about other people, I have to edit stuff out because I don't want her blabbing about their life. Sure, I could just not tell her anything super personal, but then I feel like our friendship would be superficial. I don't like feeling like I have to edit out parts of my life around her because I don't necessarily want her talking about it with other people. Maybe this is a sign we should just be acquaintances. I don't know. Any advice would be appreciated. That's hard. Trust your gut on that one. I feel like there are certain people who do not deserve information. Mm -hmm. And I do the same thing. Like I edit out what I'm telling them because I'm just like, I don't trust you. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with not, you know, catching a, a vibe or a feeling from someone, not trusting them and not telling them your deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. But it probably will mean that you are not as close. Yes, it will. Your friendship will fade and you will have a more surface level friendship. Yeah. But sometimes that's necessary. Yeah. If and, you're feeling that urge, I'm telling you there's a reason you're feeling that. And it's like, what do you do? Do you go to her and say... Honestly, I've just been really struggling telling you some things in my life and it's causing distance between us, but I'm scared that you are going to go blab it to everybody. I mean, I wouldn't say blab, but like go tell other people because you tell me everything about everyone else. Because then are you scared that she then would use that? She literally will. And then go tell other people that you said that and then start this drama. There are certain people who are just a different breed when it comes to like gossiping. Mm Mm-hmm. There are people, your friends, who you can chat and have fun and gossip with. And you know that it's just you're discussing things that you've heard or whatever. Yeah. And, and you know it's all safe within the confines of your where you are your and your friendship, your circle. Then there are people who are just another level and they don't respect that. And they will use any information yes. and tell everyone. Mm-hmm. 
And and you know they're not careful the, with it. That's the these people. That's the only thing they can ever bond with people on is yes. gossip. So you know that that's the only material they have to talk to, like or to talk about with anybody that they meet. So you can't give them that material because they will use it. You know what I feel like is a good mark of like hanging out with. If you hang out with someone new, this is kind of off topic. Well, it's yeah. not on topic, but doesn't relate to what she was asking. If you hang out with someone new and they are gossiping to you. Right away. Red flag. Yeah. I was just thinking any of my new friendships, I don't gossip with them at all. No. It's none. It's like, not even like safe. No, honestly. it's not safe. And I never. It's bold when people come to you and just start talking is, shiz about someone. You're like, wow, you don't even know if I'm friends with them. No, it's bold. I'm telling you, that is such a red flag, actually. Yeah. Now that I just thought about that, like any of my just friendships that have come about in the past like six months, we do not gossip for one yeah. second. We don't talk about anyone else because yeah. it's like, we're not, we're not there yet. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. if you're like a newish friendship, yes. you should not be gossiping until you've known this bitch for five years. No, there's something, there's, there's a screw loose when bravery in all the wrong ways. When somebody's like just gossiping with anyone and anyone that will listen, I'm like, I only gossip to my closest friends who I know have a lot like who I can trust. Yes. You got to build trust first. No, not even like only my tightest, tightest inside circle. Do I ever talk about anything with because they're the people I know that we can discuss our ideas and opinions and and never talk about it. Exactly. And it's never getting like out into the public. No, Yeah. You got to be wise with this stuff. I'm telling you. No. Thank you you later friends for writing in. If, you again are like new to the podcast or something crazy like that. And you can follow our Instagram. It's at what we said podcast. That's how we get all these submissions and stuff is through our highlights and our Instagram stories. So go follow us there. And we have our, oh, I think when this is up, it's over. Our shows are over. So sad. I cannot believe that. That's this week. Oh my gosh. Our shows are all over. It's been a good run. Being on tour was so, so fun. Hope you guys have an amazing weekend. We love you so much. And that's that's what what we said. said. Bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.